So y'all, we're going to get in this word. We have been talking about if you can say it, you will see it. And um, we've been getting into, as part of our Risky Business series, that faith can sometimes feel like it's risky. And we've been talking about just the fundamentals of faith, how faith works. I was in the church for years. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm sad to admit this. I was saved, born again. I was preaching the gospel, spirit filled. And the way I got on the path of studying faith, uh, I was at a Baptist church. You, did you go to Baptist? Yeah. They do short talks in the Baptist church. You, y'all remember short talks? And they asked me to do a short talk on faith. They don't want long talk. They don't want medium talk. They want short talk. And so uh, I was asked to do a short talk on faith. And I, I started studying and I said, man, I don't really know what faith is. Because for so long, <coughs> faith was this ethereal thing. It's like you can't really put your fingers on it. But people used to say you had to have it. How many of you ever heard somebody, just have faith? And um, so I wanted to have faith, but I didn't know if I had faith. Maybe I started with faith, but then I lost faith. Do I still have the faith? What is faith? All right? So at our church, we have this saying, uh, for those of y'all who are new or visitors, uh, you know, so we come to church to do what, y'all? What do we come to church for? We come to church to learn. Because it's stuff we don't know. A lot of times people come to church and they don't want to learn nothing. They just want to know what they know and reject new knowledge. All right? Well, it's like going to school and not learning, and which that happens a lot. So I say, man, we got uh, sixth, seventh graders that can't read. We got uh, seniors in high school that can't read. So they did a lot of sitting and didn't do a lot of learning. Amen. But if you came to church today and there's something that you don't know, you ought to be willing to what? Learn, all right? And so I am a teacher. I've been teaching the Word of God for years, so I'm, I'm pretty apt to teach. So I think if you're here to learn and you let me teach, I think uh, we have a good relationship. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you the things that I learned that I did not know about faith. I had no knowledge about faith. And even though I was a Christian, and even though I was preaching the gospel, I did not understand how faith worked and what you were supposed to do. So basically, I was a believer, but I was living this carnal lifestyle. I was basically taking life as it came and accepting things as they went and, you know, saying dumb stuff like some people say now, uh, everything happens for a reason, which they really mean that God has a hand in everything that happens. So, you know, let's not push back. Let's not try to change it because everything happens for a reason. And I always use the example. Yes, if I hit the light pole, it happened because I was texting and not paying attention. Somebody say amen. Had nothing to do with what God wanted. It was just the fact that, uh, that there are things that happen, but everything that happens in the world is not God's will. Let me see if I'm in the right church. Everything that happens in the world is not God's will. I don't know if I said this. This is strong. He said, he said, if, if, if God is in charge of the earth, he said, I don't want to go to heaven. And I agree with that. He said, cause the world is messed up. 
If God is in charge of all this going on down here right now, why would I want to go to heaven? But we know that God is not in charge, according to the word of God. The Bible says that the God of this world, the little G-O-D, the God that they have preferred and chosen is Satan. Somebody say amen. The Bible says that men's hearts were filled with evil. Men chose to do certain things. Somebody say amen. So man has a choice, man has a will, and everything that happens is not God's will. Some child got molested last night, that wasn't God's will. Some woman got raped last night, that wasn't God's will. Some innocent person got murdered last night, that wasn't God's will. Somebody say amen. The Bible tells us plainly that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance, but are all coming to repentance. No. Are people perishing? Yes. So God's will is not done all the time. So one of the first things that I begin to uh, learn about faith is, is that faith is how we get God's will done in the earth. Somebody say amen to that. That we have to use faith to bring his will to bear on earth. And so um, we got into learning faith years ago. And I tell you, I, I, I can't study it enough because I learned new things about faith all the time. One of the things that we said at the beginning of this, we know what Satan hates because of the church and of the Bible is because that's what he ridicules the most. And so people that teach what we teach, and we have the Pastor Guru Wall of Faith out there, you'll see some of the teachers that we've listened to and believed in for a lifetime, Oral Roberts, Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagen, uh, Bill Winston, all them guys, amen, Fred Price, the Word of Faith people, and we get criticized because they say we are the name it and claim it group. We are the blab it and grab it group. We, we, we treat God like he's a genie in the bottle. And we've been, we've been lampooned. We've been criticized. And the reason we know that the devil criticizes this is because this is the thing that he is most afraid of Christians really learning. Somebody say amen. So we've been talking about if you can say it, you will see it. Our theme scripture is Proverbs 18 and 21. Let's go there. Proverbs 18, 21. And this scripture really opened my eyes to a lot of things. Number one, can y'all see this? Can we read this together, everybody? Let's read it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Notice what it did not say. Death and life are in the power of God. Or in the power of Satan. It said that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And I will make it even more personal. Death and life is in the power of my tongue. Can everybody say that? Death and life are in the power of my tongue. I choose. I choose. And it says they that love it shall eat of the fruit thereof. What that means is another um in the Amplified, it says, put in the Amplified, death and life in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit thereof. Those people 
that really embrace the fact that faith has a lot to do with what we're saying. And we really indulge in it. We, we take it, we, we use it as a sport. I mean, we, we get excited because we know that our words are really creating something. Most of us have no idea that our words, the words we speak, actually create something. Most people don't believe that the words that they speak actually create something. Look at Proverbs 6 and 2, not in the notes, but if y'all can get there. It says, thou art snared by the words of your mouth. And you're taken by the words of your mouth. <laughs> you are snared by, the, by your own mouth. So man, faith and words, do they have something to do with each other? They have a whole lot to do with each other. Listen to this. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. We go back to Proverbs 18.21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. When I looked up the word power, it, it, it was translated the hand or the strength. So your tongue is the hand that God is giving you. What you speak through words, the, the words are containers of faith. Your tongue is the thing that helps you receive from God. Or, you know, a hand I can receive. How many of y'all saw the game yesterday? Nebraska, Colorado. Amen. Boy, that was the game. So I can, I can, I can receive, or if I'm the quarterback, what can I do? I can throw it out, right? So with a hand, I can gather, I can bring in, or I can throw away, or I can scatter. So, if there are things that I want to come into my life, the Bible says the tongue is the hand that brings it in. If there are things that are leaving my life, the Bible says it's the tongue that makes it go. Somebody say amen. And many of us have not learned the power of the tongue. Now we've got hip hoppers, we got mainstreamers, we got Oprah and all her gurus. They're talking about manifesting. They're talking about the law of attraction. And it's all found in the scripture. It all came from, everybody say Jesus. Jesus uh, created the path by which men could operate in faith and receive whatever they say. Listen to this. Proverbs 6 and 2 says, you are snared. Okay? By your, the words of your mouth. Snare means to be trapped by. Or taken means to be captured. Right? So even by what I say, I can be trapped. I can, I can set a trap for myself by what I'm saying. I can be captured or enslaved by what I'm saying. Now, what we say is very powerful. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Anybody ever heard of superstitions? How are superstitions passed down? Somebody say it, right? I was working with some brothers, y'all, and y'all, I'm going to tell you, we're a multicultural church. 
And, you know, I spend a lot of time on my own people. Somebody say amen. Because, you know, those are the people I've been called to. And, y'all, some of our people, the black African-Americans, y'all, we got some superstitions. I was working with some guys this summer, and uh, we were <laughs> we were just walking. C- come here, Randy. Come on. And we was walking, man. We just walking. We just walking. And uh, and we was walking. And go this way. What they say? What they say? We had children with us, so now they're teaching us to the next generation. Don't split the pool. So they, they, they walked up and then they have to go, go back and come around. We are snared by the words of our mouth. It's a, it's a broom in that room over there. Go get that broom too. That's what I'm saying. Now, what gives superstitions power? It's the words we speak. And y'all, people live by superstitions. When my right eye twitch, that means something good gonna happen. When my left eye twitch, we ain't never heard people talk like this. Oh, back of the woods, Louisiana, what y'all doing? So I say amen. But it all comes from words. Now, I'm finna, I'm finna, I'm finna put y'all up on some game. So, within the world of darkness, remember what he hates, he ridicules. Yeah, let's put the broom down there over there. Now, now, what he hates, he ridicules. You can have a seat for a second. Right? So then he finds a way to stop us from doing it. Right? Because basically what we're saying is, if you say things that are positive, that are affirming, and you believe those things, well, what did Jesus say? Let's go to uh, Mark 11, uh, uh, 23. Mark 11, 23. Come on, let's go there. Are y'all ready? Y'all ain't ready for me today. Come on. All right. Mark eleven twenty three. it says, this is Jesus. He says, for whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not die in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. What's going to happen? He's going to have whatever he saith. That sounds like some self-affirmation stuff, right? If I keep saying it and 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 saying it, it's going to come to pass. Right? King Richard, what did he say about his daughter? They got in the Wimbledon one day. Come on, somebody. Growing up in Compton. Come on. How wasn't this long? Come on, somebody. Growing up in the air. They say, one day, they're going to play in Wimbledon. He kept telling everybody, one day, they're going to be great. One day, they're going to play in the championship in Wimbledon. When nobody believed them, one day, they're going to play in Wimbledon. One day, they're going to be the greatest tennis players ever. Why? Because whosoever shall say, and shall not damn this heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? You shall have whatsoever you say it. But in the kingdom of darkness, there's something that counters that. What do they tell you? Don't say that. Knock on wood. You ever heard this? Don't 
say nothing positive. Oh, knock on wood, you're going to jinx it. Come on, somebody. All that superstition. Where does that come from? Anybody ever heard this before? Anybody ever corrected you because you said something positive? You said something that happened the same way? They, they say, knock on wood. Let me help you find out where that came from. It came from Satan. Somebody say amen. You can look it up on Wikipedia if you don't believe me. Where did knock on wood come from? This one dates back to ancient pagan times when people believed spirits lived in trees and touching and knocking on a tree would protect them from bad luck. Psychic library, psychic library, that should tell you something, says knocking on wood was also used and seen as a thank you gesture to the gods. What kind of gods are they talking about? Demon spirits, right? To the gods for bringing a blessing of good luck. This expression alludes to an ancient superstition that literally knocking or touching wood would wear off evil spirits in order to avoid tempting fate after making a favorable prediction a boast or a declaration. I guess they told uh, Deion Sanders to knock on wood when he said his team was coming and they was going to win. I guess he told him, I guess they told him knock on wood. Don't say that, Deion. You can never be so sure. But how many of you know you're standing on the word of God? I thought I had two people. If you're standing on the word of God, you can be sure because the word of God is sure. Catching COVID 19. Some of y'all are scared to say it. Some of y'all are scared to say it. I'm not catching COVID 19 this time. But some of y'all still sitting there won't say it because the devil got you bound because you won't open your mouth and say what God said to say. Can you say that? Who are you afraid of? Gonna hear it, God. You're afraid Jesus that wants you hear them gonna hear it? No, you're afraid that the devil gonna hear it. That's exactly what I want to hear it. That get all that paganism. Come on, all that witchcraft stuff off of you. Not knocking on no wood. Come on, somebody. I'm gonna declare I'm gonna be rich. Come on, somebody. I'm gonna have more money than I need. Come here, son. Come here, son. I, I, I'm going to call everything that I need is mine. That my God supplies all of my needs. Go ahead, sweep my feet. Sweep my feet. Ain't nothing going to happen. I'm going to step on a crack. My mama ain't going to break her back because I'm not in there. Oh, back of the woods stuff, man. But that's the stuff that keeps us from walking in faith. That's the stuff right there. All of that, all of that, come on somebody, black hoodoo, voodoo stuff, spooky stuff, spook, spooky stuff. I saw a black cat. My left eye was twitching. Don't put your purse on the ground. You're going to be poor for the rest of your life. Oh, put your purse on the floor. Come on, somebody. As 
my life. I said, is that why you don't put your purse? She said, I don't put my purse on the floor because the floors be nasty. All that stuff, y'all. Come on, somebody. Now we'll put all that energy into that nonsense. Why we don't put some energy? Put the scripture back in the book. Why we don't put no energy in Mark 11, 23? Come on, somebody. What are we talking about? If you can say it, you'll see it. Look at Hebrews 11 and 3. Through faith, we understand that the words were framed by the words of God. You know, God is God. Why didn't he frame the words by his thoughts? He could have just thought it. But every time we look in the word, it says, God said, let there be light. And there was, he didn't just think light, he said it. So the same way in which God created his world, we create our world by saying it. Come on, somebody. I'll never be broke another day in my life. You know, I started saying that when we was broke. I started saying that when we didn't have no money. I started saying that over our church when we was in the clubhouse in Pine Trails. And we had folding chairs. Somebody say amen. I started saying we'll never be broke another day in our life. Somebody say amen. I started saying that our God will supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. When we had hoopty cars and we couldn't, we had to get them fixed. Come on, somebody. And we, we get one time fixed and then the other one blow up. I still say I'll never be broke another day in my life. Come on, somebody. And now 20 Mercedes later. Come on, somebody. Get in my parking lot, pay for it. Yeah, because we said it. If you can say it, you'll end up what? You'll see it. All of those superstitious stuff. You get more energy. But don't sweep my feet. Than speaking the word of God over you and your children. Come on, somebody. Who are you serving? Come on. I serve God. We need faith to create our world. How does faith come? Romans 10 17. Let's go there. Romans 10 17. How does faith come? The Bible says us. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing. Now the reason why people in church um, don't have faith is because oh, I already heard that. Do you understand? It doesn't say faith comes by heard. You know, I know Mark 11, 23 by heart. I know this scripture by heart. You know, I read those scriptures this morning. I read them last night. And faith don't come by reading. Well, the Bible says you ought to study the word. It sure does. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Work with, uh, need not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. So you can teach it right and all that. But they don't say faith comes by studying. It says faith comes by hearing. Somebody say amen. And it says faith comes by hearing and hearing. Y'all see that? And hearing by the word of God. So I got to continually have a diet of hearing the word of God. Amen. I thank God for Shannon Sharp and Stephen A and all them people. But y'all, I can't listen to them more than I listen to the word of God. Because I need the word of God to build my faith up. Somebody say amen. 
So faith comes by hearing the word of God, and that's what you're doing today. And y'all, I'm building faith in you. I'm, I mean, every time I say I'll never be broke again, another day in my life, it should bring faith to you. Somebody say amen. amen. Every time I say the blessing of the Lord make it rich and have no sorrow, it should bring faith to you. Somebody say amen. amen. Every time I read the scripture, say that through his poverty, he had poverty so that we might be made rich. You, you ought to bring faith to you. Somebody say amen. Every time I say by his stripes, we here and we're not under COVID-19 and we're not going to get sick. Somebody say amen. That should bring faith to you. Because you're hearing it. The Bible says in Genesis 2 and 7, it says, then man uh, created men from the dust and man became a speaking spirit in one person. A speaking spirit. That we ought to speak from our spirit and create like God speaks from his spirit and creates. So faith comes by hearing, but faith is released by our words. For verily I say unto you that whosoever, if I say whosoever, surely means me. You don't have to qualify. That's it. It's, if you're whosoever, you qualify. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not down this heart, but shall believe those things which he said shall come to pass. He'll have whatever he's saying. What does it say? What's the qualifier? Don't doubt in your heart. What's the other qualifier? Be able to believe those things which you say shall come to pass. Bible says in Numbers that God is not a man and he shall lie. He cannot lie. Do you know what the Bible means when they say God cannot lie? It means if he says the sky is purple, he wouldn't be lying. You know why? Because the sky would become purple. His word creates. He cannot lie. Somebody say amen. But the devil, on the other hand, is called the father of lies. He told the first lie. Somebody say amen. So when you're lying, who are you being more like? The devil, right. So, so here it is, here it is. The devil says things that don't come to pass, but God says things that do come to pass. Somebody say amen. amen. And we should be captured by how we talk in the church. People should know who we are. Oh, these are faith people. These are Christians. Somebody say amen. amen. You ever heard some of them Frenchmen from Louisiana talk? Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. All that. You know where they're from. You can locate them. Right? You ever heard the people from New York talk? Hey, I'm, I'm from New York. Right? That's how they talk. We going to the store. Right? Yeah? You can locate them. Well, they ought to be able to locate you. Come on, somebody. Oh, that's a faith person. Somebody say amen. Yeah, everybody catching COVID again. Yo, you ought to speak up say, not me. Come on, somebody. That's for me and my house. Come on, somebody. We gotta serve the Lord. Hallelujah. We have the Psalms 91. Oh, you one of them kind of people. Yes. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Gas done went up sky high. You know what I'm saying? But my God shall supply all of my needs. Amen. I always have enough money. If gas go up to eleven dollars a gallon, I'll always have enough money to get enough gas to go where I need to go. Cause I'm a child of the king. People start looking at you crazy when you start talking like, oh. Why say amen? Almost done today. 
our mouth to create our words. Look at Psalms 45 and 1. The B part says this. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. I heard a message one time called How to Write Your Own Ticket with God. Whatever, whatever you want, start saying it. I had a pastor that taught this one time. He said, he said, your life today is a combination of everything that you believed and said yesterday. Everything that you believed and said yesterday has produced where you are today. You notice you're not a millionaire? Did you say every day for the last five years I'm going to be a millionaire though? No, you didn't. You talked about what you couldn't afford. <laughs> you, you talked about the recession. Come on, somebody. You talked, you talked about we ain't got no money. You talked about how high the food was. You talked about this and that. And have you noticed it hasn't gotten better? Dr. Phil would say, how's that been working for you? Right? But why don't you learn how to release your faith through your word? Somebody say amen. It don't cost you nothing to say I'll never be broke another day in my life. Matter of fact, it's going to bring you something. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> God wants you to dominate. You know God wants us all to be debt free. Yeah. I want to show you all that scripture one more time. Can I show it to you one more time? Dominate. Deuteronomy 15 and 2. Can we read it all together? Deuteronomy 15 and 2. Where is that? No, put, it, put my version up there from my notes. I think I got it from the... Uh, is it in the message? Is it in the message? Oh, damn, y'all don't mess my point up. Anyway, here's what it said. It said, all debts are canceled. God says so. <laughs> so that's why we got in our, in our, in our, uh, in our declaration that all debts are being canceled. Somebody say amen. That's why we say that our income is being doubled. Somebody say amen. How many of you your income been doubled this year? Let me see your hand. Let's see this. Look around. This has actually happened already. All the income has been doubled. And watch this. We started saying this in January. Somebody ought to give God some praise. How many of you your income been doubled? Let me see your hand again. Look, God, look, look around. Look around. Look around. This year. This year. Because we said it. Somebody say amen. And your debt's going to be canceled too. Somebody say amen. Brother, you know this month. Let the cry and declare. There's going to be some people in here. Your debt's going to be paid in full. You don't just say it every day. You don't just say it every day. You don't just say it every day. Until it comes about, you ought to say it every day. And then down in your heart. But believe those things that you say come to pass. What's going to happen? Sooner or later, you're going to have whatever you say. Are y'all with me? Is this good? Oh, man. So last week, we got into this. Especially our people. We like prophesying doom and watching it come to pass, and we be happy. We we be happy. We say stuff like this, Mom. 
Soon as I get a thousand dollars in the bank, soon go ahead and listen, listen. Soon as I get a thousand, well, that's what's gonna happen. Soon as I get a thousand dollars in the bank, something gonna happen to my car. Now I take that thousand dollars and use it on my car. People say that kind of stuff. And then when it actually happened, they'll come back to Gwen. You remember I told you, soon as I get a thousand dollars in the bank, soon as I get a thousand dollars in the bank, I told you that then. Soon as I get the thousand dollars in the bank, something gonna go wrong in my car. You know my transmission went out. And they feel like they prophesied and predicted something. No, your words, come on, somebody, came to pass. So stop saying that. Tell somebody, say, stop saying that stupid stuff. If you don't want it to happen, why are you saying it? Come on, somebody. Charles Kelly said, if you want the dog, why are you calling for the cat? Somebody say amen. I'm not calling for the cat when I want the dog. When I want the dog, I'm calling for the dog. When I want prosperity, I'm calling for prosperity. When I want the blessing, I'm talking about the blessing. You can take that same in. You know, Gwen, every time in the past when I get a thousand dollars, something go wrong. But this time, when I get my thousand dollars, ain't nothing gonna go wrong. My car gonna work good. My fridge gonna work good. Ain't nothing expected. Bills coming. And I'm gonna stack that money. You can use the same time. Somebody say amen. <laughs> now last week, at the end, we talked about it. There's some people that say, if I can't see it, I won't say it. But Tyler's message is, if you can say it, you'll see it. Some people are carnal. They say, I can't say it if I don't see it. If I, I call it like it is. Somebody say amen. 2 Corinthians 4.18. God would allow you to see it before you say it. He says, why we look not at the things which are seen? But at the things which are not seen, how do you look at something that's not seen? God gave you something called an imagination. He gave you something called an imagination. Is that Luana? That was our attorney when we first got started the church. I should remember. You remember we didn't have nothing? This is a 4.5 acre campus. This is one of three buildings 27,000 square feet in this building. I'm going to take you around and show you what you seeded into. But how did it happen? During the pandemic, yo, they, they, the banks was laughing. They say we're not giving loans to churches. They told us that they, no church can get a loan right now. I said, not me. Somebody say amen. Not us. Come on, somebody. Because I knew the power of words. We're not leasing this, by the way, Lord. We, we own this. So when you can't see it in the natural, what can you do? God gave you a mind for two reasons. He gave you a mind to replay your past, right? That's your victories, your mistakes, so that you don't keep doing them again. And he gave you a mind and an imagination to pre-play your future. Somebody say amen. If you don't like what you see in the present, use your mind, close your eyes, turn your phone off, turn on Facebook, and start.
Somebody say amen. Get your dream room. Come on, somebody. Get your prayer room. Get your dream room and vision room. And begin to see what you already see. And when you see it, you start to see it. And if you see it, until you see it, you will see it. <laughs> we recently had to change our prayer room. I had my daughter's help me. We had pictures up of churches and construction. You remember that? The videos on the frames, and we had video frames in there in my prayer room. And by hear all the scriptures about getting the church, getting the building, getting the campus. You know, I told the devil, I don't need them pictures no more. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. It's over. Somebody say amen. It's, it's over. Do you know what it feel like when it's over? Somebody say amen. Come on. You've you been believing for a boss. You've been, been believing for a man. You've been believing that you get married one day. But one day, I walked it down the aisle. And one day, she said, I saying it, I said it. And then we started saying it together. We'll never be broke again. Another day in my life. Somebody say amen. And we started until we believed it. And then we said it because we believed it. And then we said it until we received it. You got to do that, y'all. You got to say it until you believe it. And if you can't say it before you see it, close your eyes. Close your eyes right now and imagine it. Come on. Come on, women. You, you over there. See, I see Natalie Clark over there. She, she think about her boy. And y'all, don't just think about a man. If you want a man, why don't you get a man with some money? Come on, somebody. That's all right. That's all right to call on a man with some money. Close your eyes. What, what are you imagining? 
Come on. What are you imagining? Come on, Gina. What are you imagining about your business? Come on. Erase it. That's too small. What are you imagining? Bigger. It's go bigger. Bigger. What are you imagining? Huh? About your reach. I imagine this church filled to the brim. I imagine folks outside trying to get in. I imagine it's gonna come to pass, y'all. Somebody say amen. I imagine it's having two services in the overflow. I imagine it's starting campuses all over Houston. It's gonna happen, y'all. What do I imagine? I want you to imagine and start saying it. Start saying it. Start saying it. You might not even believe it. Say it until you believe it. Because faith comes by hearing. <laughs> Make your own ears hear it. Make your own ears hear it. Say it until you believe it. And then keep saying it because you believe it. What kind of relationships you want? Say it. See it. Say it. What else? What, what, do you, what, do you, what do you need? Say it. You need a new car. You need a new house. Say it. Say it. Say it. Can you imagine it? Can you imagine it? Tiger Woods' dad said he's going to be the greatest golfer ever when he was a little boy. We got videos. They got videos of him. 20-something years ago, his daddy said he's going to be the greatest ever. Kept speaking those words. What are you speaking over your children? What are you speaking over your children? It all starts with words. Who say, Pastor, I just need some agreement? Let me see your hand. I'll agree with you. Come stretch out on this, this hour, this, this front right here. I'll agree with you. Whatever you're believing for. But don't, don't make it too small, Curtis. It's gotta be big enough. It's gotta be big enough for God. I just want a hundred dollars more than I'm making right now. Y'all, you go down, go get your job at Walmart and do that. I'm talking about it gotta be big enough. Hallelujah. It's got to be big enough. It's got to be big enough. 